welcome back to Hour of Devastation, a weekly, or I guess bi-weekly in this instance. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, Magic the Gathering podcast, where we talk all things Magic the Gathering. I'm your host, Joe Loudon, and with me, as always, is Sam Neill. Hiya. Welcome back. Yeah, we had uh, we had too much to talk about this week, yeah. so um, we're going to do some more talking, and uh, hopefully you enjoy that. I hope that's maybe one. If not, it's here anyway. Yeah, we we figured like maybe two episodes, like one which is definitely an hour, and then one which might not get to an hour. We'll see. We'll see how long we can might be two hours. Who knows? Yeah, who knows? Uh, it's probably better than like one long two-hour podcast. So yeah, yeah we try it. Up. Why not? Let's see how yeah. it goes. Sure. So yeah, we we had some really cool cards to talk about in the the previous episode. Uh, we figured. Spent a bit more time than we'd expected talking about them, and it, the the core set is really cool. In all honesty, so I'm really glad that we did manage to spend a bit of time talking about it. But we have oh, yeah, plenty absolutely. of other things to talk about too. Mm-hmm. So I guess starting off is uh, this weekend just gone was um, Mythic Championship three or Mythic Championship Las Vegas or the first arena only Mythic Championship whatever hashtag you want to call championship. it. Yeah, hashtag, hashtag Mythic Championship one one one. Hashtag My Thick Championship. Yeah. <laughs> My thick championship one one one. Yeah, that's what I'm going with. I like that one the best. <laughs> uh, it was it was a thing. It was um, it was fine. So I, I I watched pretty much all of it. And again, like the Mythic Invitational, like I really enjoyed it. I thought the presentation was fantastic. Uh, the commentary team were great. Cedric was especially awesome. You know, it, it, it's really cool to see them use somebody as experienced as Cedric. Like, somebody who, like, you know, there's no slight on any of the regulars that they have currently. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if you look at, like, Star City Games coverage compared to, you know, what Magic's coverage is usually like, and it, it kind of has been, like, worlds better. And it was really cool just to see them sort of utilize Cedric. It was great. Um, yep. Yeah, I enjoyed it. It was great, but I, I don't think it's any indication of a standard as a format uh, and be you know high level competitive magic at all. Like it was like a sixty four person tournament, and then you have like like Reed Duke was out like after like the first ten minutes or something ridiculous. Like he he, he, he won like one game and like lost the next two, and then, then that was that. Yeah, uh, somebody who has like um, over seventy percent win rate and paper magic. Yep. Yeah, it, yeah, it's not it's not really representative of of proper magic as such. I think there were a lot of issues with arena. I think um, it still kind of feels like a little bit more of a coin toss than it should do. And I think the one thing that I I felt really coming out of this is like, I just can't wait for the London Mulligan. I can't be here soon enough. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, I mean, unfortunately, I did not get to watch. The Mythic Championship. Yeah. So potentially I'm, I'm less qualified. Um, I followed it on Twitter, obviously. So uh, I got a lot of the highlights. Um, yeah, this this weekend was not, was not great for for watching magic content. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, my my partner has been quite ill over this weekend. Oh no. So I spent uh, most of the weekend sort of you know making sure everything was all right and and um, look after her, which obviously you know not a not a problem, but it, it did mean get some, I had to miss out. Um, it was quite an, quite an interesting weekend. Yeah. So if you if you don't mind me talking non magic for for a yeah, second, go for it. Um, um, there will be some talk of vomiting, I guess, in this this little story. So if that's not Sweet. something you want to listen to, then <laughs> if that's not something you want to listen to, then feel free to skip ahead like three or four minutes or so, or, so, uh, or whatever. Um, but essentially, I got I got back from work on um, Saturday, and my partner's very very ill. She'd been uh, vomiting for quite some time, um, and was continuing to be sick. And at a certain point, just w- w- was empty, right? <laughs> um, <laughs> Because there was nothing else to bring up, um, so we called one one one, the non-emergency number, yeah. to ask for some advice to see what we should do. Because we didn't want to go to A and E because you know she was feeling very well, and if she needed to be sick, she needed to be somewhere comfortable, somewhere she had access to somewhere to be sick, and you know, you know, be be, be comfortable generally. So we asked what they wanted to do. It was a a, a laborsome phone call. We spent the first fifteen minutes confirming where we lived, nice. which was good fun, uh, good fun. I'm sure they were just following protocol. Like I have no problem yeah, with yeah. a with a person on the phone. You know, they were doing their job. Um, but we did make the mistake of mentioning chest pain. <laughs> yeah. So she'd been being sick for a long time. There was nothing coming up. So obviously there's basically just bile and stomach acid happening, um, which is very unpleasant, which caused a lot of like burning sensation across the digestive system. And also she'd been doing a lot of retching, so there was a lot of muscular pain. So she had chest pain, but it was all very explainable, all very non-concerning chest pain. Yeah. But we mentioned that, and the person on 111 called an ambulance for us. <laughs> Because they're like, oh, chest pain, oh my god, they must be dying. Um, which was not the case. Um, 
also she she is kind of fine. It's not anything serious. Good. Um, yeah, I'm very glad. Yeah, just it's it's just like a, a like a 24 hour bug type of thing, like a 48 hour bug thing. Um, flu like symptoms and stuff. So she's she's stopping sick now, which is why I'm recording this podcast. <laughs> I'm not just being a horrible partner. Um, but she's got you know still still very quite poorly. But um, yeah, they called this ambulance and they turned up with about five minutes, which I was very surprised by. But I suppose it was like you know early Saturday afternoon. Yeah. Um, and we were very worried about wasting their time for what we thought was a non-serious issue. Um, but they were, they were very, very, very pleasant. Um, and they came in and were just like, yeah, everything's sort of fine. You're just quite ill at the moment. Uh, take it easy. Just get some rest and you'll be fine. <laughs> I was like, I'm so sorry to have called this ambulance. Well, we didn't call the ambulance. They did. Um, uh, and then it turns out it was kind of fine because they were just sat outside our flat in the van. Yeah. The van? The ambulance, the ambulance for, like, yeah. for, for like 40 minutes just not going anywhere. So clearly there were no urgent matters they needed to attend to. We yeah. weren't, like, you know, taking needed paramedics away from someone having a heart attack or some with very serious issues. Um, but yeah, so that's, it's been, you know, um, an experience. An unpleasant weekend. Yeah, an unpleasant yeah. weekend for that. And that was, that was certainly interesting to just have these paramedics in, in our flat just saying, uh, there's nothing we can do, <laughs> which is what we thought. It's why we didn't go to A&E. It's why we didn't call 999 because there was no emergency. It yeah. was just, she was very unwell and we wanted some advice on what potentially it might be. Um, but yeah, she's 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 getting better. Uh, she's determined to go to work tomorrow, so we'll have to see how that goes. But I just thought I thought that was quite funny that they they heard chest pain. <laughs> We're just like, oh no, um, and it, it was definitely not necessary. But all of that is to say that I did not watch the Mythic Championship. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, like I said, I, I got you know the highlights. I got all the stuff off off Twitter. I mean, I didn't know when it started. It by the time I'd realised it had started, it had only been going for a few hours. Yeah, that was purely because I had. Um, because I follow pros on Twitter, I follow the people that were competing in the Mythic Championship on Twitter, and they were tweeting about how they were doing their records and stuff. Yeah. In terms of advertisement from Wizards of the Coast, from Magic Esports, um, <laughs> they need to do better still, I guess. Yeah, it, it, it wasn't. It wasn't. I mean, hmm, that, that's the thing, isn't it? So I think at the time, sort of like when it was starting on like the Friday, I guess Friday afternoon hour time, it was, didn't really seem to be highly advertised anywhere. Mm-hmm. But then they did that thing again where. Uh, they embedded the the stream into adverts uh, via Curse, um, yep. so it just so happened to be if you were like browsing like one of Curse's sites, like like Gamepedia or j- just like like a bunch of sites online, really. Like if you were on, like anything which uses um, advertisements provided by Curse or or Twitch, who own Curse Media, I think, or Curse LLC, whichever one it is, mm-hmm. um, you should be showing the Mythic Championship. So I, I think that they did some advertising, but not in the way you would you would typically think of when one would say advertising yeah i guess they're trying to get as many people as possible just that aren't particularly invested in much to watch it yeah whereas i'm just sort of expected to watch it because i'm very much entrenched in the game yeah it was it was a good tournament uh, all in all i think like yeah go back and watch some of the the videos on demand for sure like i I Mm -hmm. can't really think of many games that were too exciting um but i think the story, like the real story, was was Kai Buda, like you know, veteran of the game, played in like uh, been playing on the Pro Tour for twenty years, the Mythic Championship, I guess, for twenty years. Um, I think there was a, uh, I think it was him against Brad Nelson. I yep. think you looked at the stats and like they had one hundred Pro Tour appearances between the two of them. Jesus, which is like amazing. I think yeah, I think Kai was like sixty one and like Brad was like thirty nine or something. That's absurd. Which is, yeah, it's absolutely it's amazing. So I think like the story of like Kai essentially being like the, the very first digital, um, digital like all digital slash like all arena pro tour uh, could could have actually been won by by Kai Buda, which is which is, I think is a really cool story. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, spoiler Shows, alert. You know, after that 20, 20 plus years, he still has it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Still a fantastic magic player. Um, not fantastic enough to win this time. Yeah, I mean, there were there were like I said, there were a lot of non games. Like there were a lot of games where somebody would keep a completely reasonable hand, and then they just didn't draw land for six turns, and their opponent killed them. Yeah, that doesn't sound great. Yeah, which something which I I don't know. I don't know whether it's just variance or whether it's just arenas programming. But I, I think it, it was happening far too many times in like a sixty-four player tournament for it to be just variance. So I don't, um, I'm dubious. Yeah. yeah, I guess there's there's always that concern with uh, online programs, right? Yeah, well, it's the whole way Arena crafts your opening hand for you when it draws two hands and picks the best hand. And oh, is that sort of thing in on the Mythic Championship? I wasn't sure about that. Is that a thing? As far, that yeah, as, far as far as I'm aware, I mean, they hadn't said that it wasn't a thing. So as far as I'm aware, it was still a thing. Because it was best of three, right? So yeah, best of, best of three it doesn't apply. It's only best of one that it crafts the hand for you. Uh, it depends because they obviously they're using a different build of it for the Mythic Championship. 
and they're oh, and stuff. That'd be bad. So I, yeah, I really don't know. I, I don't know, really... but it just means like London Monologue can hurry up, please. <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely. Um, I I agree completely with that. Yeah, so I mean, it sounds like it was a reasonable enough event. It, I mean, it still felt a lot more like an, an invitational from what I saw than than a Mythic Championship. Yeah, definitely. It it, it but, did feel a lot like the Mythic Invitational did. Mm-hmm. Had like the, with the, all the, the stage and the fireworks yeah. and the the awkward post match interviews and yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I saw a few of those. Um, Magic players are often not the most hmm, charismatic. Yeah, we'll take they're, that. They're, they're, <laughs> I don't want to. I don't want to. You know, be horrible to any of these people. It's just they're well known for their prowess at playing a game very, very well. Yeah, very efficiently, being very, very smart and very good players. Not for being entertainers. Yeah, definitely. Um, necessarily, and it's why you know a lot of them don't stream, and I think they have good reason not to. They don't want to because they don't feel comfortable doing it, or they don't feel that they'd be good enough. Um, and watching efficiently played magic is not what gets attention or gets you a good stream. So yeah, I guess a few of those were kind of awkward, but I mean that's I mean it's a minor complaint and a perfectly reasonable. I'm not saying that they, they should be charismatic just because they're in the NPR or been invited to this this pro tour that they should be you know charismatic and attaining, and I should be. You know what I mean. <laughs> I don't want to come across poorly. Uh, yeah, I mean, to... I mean, you're not saying they they should be charismatic just because they're in the MPL, but Wizards <clears throat> of the Coast aren't also aren't saying that they should be charismatic because they're in the MPL. Mm-hmm. They're also not saying that they shouldn't be charismatic because they're in the MPL. They're also not really saying anything about the MPL. Like, we still don't know what it is. I mean, this is where we go from here, right? In terms yeah. of the podcast, where we talk about. <laughs> Yes, I've got some feelings, some some things to talk about, some yeah, hot takes. Me too. I'm going to reprise my reprise my role as hot takes, Sally. <laughs> if you'll allow me. Oh, always go off. <laughs> uh, I mean, I guess this is sort of we have to talk about Savits, right? Yeah. This whole this whole thing that's happening. Yeah. So, I mean, do you want to give a rundown of like what Savitsa said, and, and and we can go from there? So, again, it's it's more sort of I don't I don't know like I don't know if like drama is the term that I want to use, but it's more of sort of things in the vein of that. Um, every everything that happened when the the two latest uh, MPL members were announced, um, Jess Estefan and Savitsa. Yeah, like obviously people were upset for a whole bunch of reasons. I think you know the vast majority, if not all of those reasons, are completely invalid to be honest. Um, but Savitsa, I. I can kind of see where a lot of people are coming from with with, with uh, Savits, to be honest. So mm-hmm. with Savits in particular, he is a member of the MPL, uh, despite having earned zero pro points in his career, I guess, as a Magic player. Yeah. Uh, he also has never attended a paper Magic event, never played in a GP, and has gone on stream several times saying that's, that's not something he's interested in and he can't see himself ever uh, playing in one of those events. Yep. It's, um, I don't know, that, I think that that's, that's where it kind of leaves me with a bit of a bad taste in my mouth, I think. So a lot of people seem to say that like he, he doesn't kind of deserve to be where he is because... He, he clearly isn't doesn't seem to be very interested in playing magic or isn't kind of showing himself sort of promoting the game um he's 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 well known for for being a streamer i think that's very much why he was hired because he was a very good very popular hearthstone streamer um streamed league of legends he's you know he's very good at what he does uh, just the things he he does just do not tend to be magic or at least haven't been magic for like the past over 21 days now as it's been yeah so he's been, he's been he has been streaming other games in that time just just not magic at all and then in streams where like he has been streaming magic and when he's been streaming other games like people like in chat have asked him like oh are you gonna um like are you, are you gonna play in this tournament or are you you you've been given an invite to this this paper mythic championship uh are you like do you think you're gonna play in that and he's you know just straight up said like no i'm not gonna go that's not something i'm interested in uh it's not worth my time to go and play in that where i could just sit at home and stream league of legends and make more money yeah i think there's a lot to be said about the, the culture of streaming yeah. um on that which i which i guess i'm, I'm not going to touch on because it's a it's a different conversation um but yeah, yeah. I, I understand these frustrations based on based on this information yeah definitely i i i think i i so i think over the past week really there's been two camps for want of a better term on on twitter mm-hmm. uh some which are very much like uh, yeah like savitz is is like the absolute worst he doesn't deserve this he's he's uh doing a, a hit and run and robbing the uh robbing our game of its resources this is the uh the matt sperling 
Ooh, he's stealing take. That would be the one. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and then there's uh, there's those on the other side of the coin, I guess, saying like, you know, you, you can't blame him. I'm like, it's it's not his his fault. He's doing he's doing he's doing the job. He's doing what wizards are paying him to do, which mm. like absolutely is. Like, I I think personally, I I kind of lie somewhere in the middle. Like, I I fully understand that any sort of I don't know if like fault's the correct word, correct term to use here, but like any sort of fault is Wizards of the Coast for for giving him like a really sort of vague contract. Like from what I understand, like there are no streaming obligations in the contract. Nope, there are not. So which is why some of the MPL, including magic players who care about paper magic and also will play arena, don't stream. Yeah, so you don't have to stream. I think you're like you're obligated to play it in this this Spark Split event, um, Mm -hmm. whatever they're calling them. So like you have to stream then, obviously. But outside of that, you don't have to stream magic. Um, yeah, and I guess that if he if he's not going to play in paper tournaments as well, then there must be no obligation to play in in like grand prix or I guess mythic championships, which seems kind of odd. Yeah, I mean it, it's it's important to to understand that the MPL is essentially um, an arena thing, right? Like it does I mean, obviously, you know, the MPL they're given invites to all the paper pro tours as well. Yeah. But in terms of its existence, in terms of its existence as a tool to promote magic to people that perhaps wouldn't play magic, it's some very much centered in arena. Yeah. And obviously, all the streaming is arena. Um, and you have these big events that are arena. The Sparks Pit is arena. Like you know. Yeah, um, I think this is just just where the issue lies. Like. Mm-hmm. What is the MPL? Oh, I guarantee it won't exist next year. Yeah, that's that, that's one of my hot takes. I don't think it's that hot. Like, it's uh, I believe it's not getting the numbers that they were hoping it was going to. Yeah, like, in terms of turning a profit, um, it's completely undefined. It's undergone some um, some like people leaving, people joining, not understanding the criteria why we buy people are joining, not understanding the criteria of what it actually means, what it what it does. Um, it's a promotion, promotional tool that I guess they just sort of ran out early ahead of time to try and get some money, I think, like to get some promotion. Yeah, uh, I think it, it seems to be very much kind of like, look at how much money we're throwing into this. We're very confident in this. Come and have a look at our awesome, cool, shiny thing, investors and sponsors. So you'll pump some money into this. Hey, mm-hmm. look, all of the other esports do this. Now we're in a real esports. Look at what we've got to show that we're on the same level as something like like Overwatch or, or League of Legends. Mm-hmm. And yeah, like uh, I can't remember what the the figures were exactly. Um, but I was listen- I was listening to, to Evan Owen talk about um, like the the Spark Split and like the MPL streams and stuff. And I, I, I don't remember exactly, um, but I, I'm fairly confident that I think it was the average the average viewer number. For the Spark stream events were like in the three hundreds. Jesus, which seems like absolutely next to nothing. Like when you're paying like thirty-two people seventy grand a year to play your game. Mm Mm-hmm. But exactly, this is the thing. Um, And I mean, I could talk for a long time about you know just how the MPL is generally a mess. Yeah. Um, It's. Yeah, like I said, it's un- it's undefined. We don't really know why it exists outside of promotional purposes. What you have to do, it was lauded as this sort of, this is what the best players are doing, but yeah. it's not. It's clearly not. I mean, I mean, I don't, I don't want to get into the whole thing of it. People deserve to, but there's meritocracy and all this nonsense. Yeah. But uh, that's clearly not what it is. It's clearly not just streamers because we have people in the MPL, including Jerry Thompson when he left, who just didn't stream, yeah. who weren't promoting magic. I guess um, it's not all content creators or anything like that it, it's it's very it's a very strange thing um, yeah it's I mean it, at the heart of it like you look back at like the pro tour and it, it the word was pro it was never professional it was pro which mm-hmm. you could take it as professional you could take it as promotional or it's it it kind of served a dual purpose. It did both things really, mm-hmm. um, and yeah, like it, it, it was very much always has been a promotional tool and like. Honestly, or when you get down to the crux of it, like it, it never really was about meritocracy. No, nope. like there's a lot of like, you know, like for want of a better term, like shady goings on and like rules lawyering and people scooping people into finals and mm-hmm. you know friends helping friends. 
advanced to places where they, they might not have necessarily got there you know on the day or whatever but it it never like really like you know if you go kind of if you want to go like behind baseball about it it's, it's never really been a complete meritocracy so i don't no, I know mean, why people are expecting that now yeah i mean that that's the thing it's I, I think this conversation has been has been had enough probably yeah um though they, they make some very very points like it's like you said like it was the pro tour was served a dual purpose in, in the use of the word pro it's promotional or it's professional yeah um and we assumed that it was the magic professional league but it's become fairly clear that it's the magic promotional league yeah and it just happened to be the the members at the start that were included were all professional players so it seemed like that but the inclusion of Savits specifically I think everyone else in the MPL at this point qualifies as a professional magic player their oh, entire uh, time yeah, is devoted uh, to playing magic 100%, 100 if like if you want to if you want to if you really want to you know make that argument that it should be a meritocracy then like I, I still think it applies to everybody in there apart from Savits like if you, you yeah, exactly. take it as like you know that's like the players that were added to the MPL like Autumn won the very first uh, mythic championship and is the the leader in mythic points so yeah autumn absolutely should be in the mpl uh, purely meritocracy standpoint and um, jess estefan is the uh, the female player with the highest number of pro points and is also the australian player with the highest number of pro points so yep. if you do want to look at it I, I don't think you should look at it completely meritocracy but if, if you want to if you if you have to to make your your man heart happy then yeah sure <laughs> you, could, you, you know it still holds up but savich yeah didn't and still doesn't have a pro point to his name. RIP pro I, points, by the way. Uh, this weekend RIP. gone was the uh, side note was the last the last chance you you ever have to earn a pro point. Yep, it's like we now have the final 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 standings of pro points unless yeah. they bring them back in a year's time because they probably will or something. Um, but yeah, I mean, I mean that whole thing about being professional players like uh, Savitz isn't a professional magic player, and I don't think that's part. I don't think he shouldn't be in the M- should not be in the MPL because he's not a professional magic player. Yeah, but all the other players are like you know Jess Estefan is also just w- whether she's got the, the the merit to be in there or not she's also a professional magic player that is her life that's what she does she grinds tournaments and she plays magic and anyway that's that's not really the point it's, like, it's this whole thing with Savitz the whole sort of outrage about him not really being a magic player and just being given this contract um, so I, I'm very much in it when you said earlier about the two camps. Yeah, I'm very much in the second camp of, of being he is fine. Like it's 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 fine. Like yeah, I have. A, should we get? Do we go for the the hot take, Sally? But no, go just for it. Sort of, yeah, sort of talk it. talk for a bit. So like right, the MPL right, they're not paid to care about magic. They're paid to play the game. Do we mean right? So this. Po- we don't. We don't know. That's the issue. We don't know. Sure. Yeah. Exactly. But generally, it would appear at this point they're not paid. They're not played to pay to play a kit to jeez <laughs> saying the word pay and play in the same sentence is difficult they're not paid to care about the game they're paid to play it yeah like and they do and Sabitz does whether that's enough to satisfy the needs of us um is sort of neither here nor there like he's fulfilling his contractual obligations right yeah his contractual obligations are being met it's not like he's just doing nothing and being paid a 60k salary a 70k salary sorry and we're all just going well this is absurd because that that is absurd but it's that's not that's not what's happening right like he's quizzes have said this is your contract we will pay you seventy thousand dollars to do this and he's doing the bare minimum yeah and that and that's that's fine like he's not paid to care about the game he's not paid to enjoy magic the most out of all the games um he's not paid to care about paper magic he's cared to play some arena events and he's done that and he's like that's fine yeah. um, i mean if, if anything he's just adhering to the the true spirit of competitive magic and he's he's rules lawyering his contract which is very great yeah i mean like that, that's the thing you're allowed to do and like yeah. i I mean, I have personal problems with that and moral problems with that, but like, that's not the reason he shouldn't be in the MPL or anything like that. I think yeah. his place is certainly deserved. Um, like, I'm sure there's many MPL players who don't care about the game of Magic. They care about being good at a game, like winning at a game, whether that's Magic or something else. They just happen to pick Magic or they happen to be in the right place at the right time to be good at Magic. They don't care about the lore on the cards and like the, the way that we do or the way that other content creators do. Like, so, like, you know, the Professor, Wedge, Pleasant Kenobi, they're not in the MPL, no. but they're known for caring about the game. Like, they, they love Magic more than anything, and that's what they do, right? And they're probably better known than some of the MPL players, yeah, I would have thought, agreed. in terms of community, but they aren't known for their skill at the game. Right, I mean, I'm not saying, well, again, I'm not trying to slight them, I'm not saying they're bad, <laughs> saying they're bad players. <clears throat> Excuse me, but they're not known for that. They're known for caring about the game, putting out excellent content, putting out engaging content that promotes the game. I mean, yeah. some of them are doing a better job of promoting the game than the MPL, but... Yeah, definitely. Um, like, and people like Savitz are objectively very good at magic. Yeah. Right? Um, so, 
he deserves a spot there in terms of him being able to play the game proficiently and advertise it as a game. And I mean, his streams are entertaining. He definitely does promote magic. He he does. I, I genuinely do think he cares about the game. Like, yeah, yeah. I, I, I think he, on on some level, I, I think he does. Um, yeah, yeah. I think my so so my issue is is very much his attitude towards towards paper magic. Like again, it, it if you look at it completely objectively, like it makes sense. It really mm-hmm. does. It's, it makes sense, and it's, you know he, he's absolutely within his right to feel the way he does, or not feel the way he does, or, or you know do what he's doing. But to me, as, as somebody who is heavily invested in magic, who who like genuinely loves the game, and you know, would would be a completely different person without the game. To be honest, um, it just kind of it, it feels really bad mm-hmm. um, to like to hear him say some of the things, and I like. Yeah, sure. Like it might, it might be a, you know, it might be just a bit of you know, harsh reality in in there with his words, and you know, that might be the thing that stings. But I think, yeah, for me, I think that the thing that upsets me, for want of a better term, is yeah, just just the way he, his his I guess his, I guess his attitude really. Like you, you know, as a member, like as a member of the MPL, like you 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 have. So, I mean, you set some expectation. Like there is some some expectation set there. Like you should. You might not necessarily have to be like the best magic player in the game if they're just going to use it as a promotional tool. But at the same time, like you should you should want to promote the game. You should want to stream the game. You know, it might not be the most profitable thing to stream, but you should be proud of what you've got. And you, you know, I. I, I, yeah, I, I just don't see that from him, and that's—I think mean, that's the bit that really gets to me. I understand that, and like that's that's a perfectly reasonable way to feel. But I don't, I don't, and I don't want to sound like I'm sort of you know talking smack on you <laughs> or like anyone else that holds this opinion. But like I don't think that matters. I yeah, think it, terms... it, it, it doesn't. Like, like I said, like objectively, yeah. you take a, take a step back from the situation. And I could, it really doesn't matter. Like Wizards of the Coast say, oh here here's the contract. Uh, this is what you need to do. And I'm sure he's doing the bare minimum, or whatever it needs to do, and is also like, "Hey, it's 2019. Capitalism sucks, and everything's dead expensive. And I've got to do whatever I can to make the most money so I can stay alive and provide for my my family. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm gonna stream this game. I'm gonna stay at home and stream this game to get a non-zero amount of income. Yep. Or I could spend some money and go to this event where I'm going to lose money." Yep. So it, I mean, it, 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 I, I, too, I do very, very much understand his situation, uh, but like I said, it just it, it leaves a feeling, and yeah, as somebody who is is as heavily invested, like mm-hmm. that feeling is going to be there, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, like, like I, I was like I said, I understand that, and I think it's a perfectly reasonable way to feel. I just don't think it's a good argument against Savitz. Um So, like, I mean, so he's he's doing the bare minimum, right? That's yeah. what we assume. He's doing the things that he needs to do to fulfill his contract, so he gets paid. And I mean, like. Uh, so, I mean, I have a problem with someone being paid seventy thousand dollars to do very little. I mean, he, he puts work in, but like, there's recently he said like twenty one days or something since his last stream magic. He's being paid a lot of money to do yeah, and fact, a, a small amount, and like that for, for for me as well. It's with that. It's like it's been a lot of. It's been over twenty one days since he streamed magic, but it's not like he hasn't streamed anything. It's he yep. has streamed other games over magic in the meantime, which mm-hmm. is. That is objectively that's fair enough. That's what brings the money in. But if yeah. if your job is professional Magic the Gathering player or pro Magic the Gathering player, mm-hmm. then I don't know. I would assume you would you would want to play Magic, right? Mm-hmm. Again, that's like that's how we feel. That's yeah. like it's it's expecting someone to because they've been paid to do it because they've been employed by Watsi to to engage in the same way that we would like them to that we we care about to. So it's like it's, I mean it's the same thing. Like I have the same thing at my job, right? Like yeah. I have I do the bare minimum to get by. Because I don't, I, mean, I do my job properly, right? <laughs> I'm, not gonna, <laughs> I'm not trying to get sacked, like. But I, I do my job well enough to fulfill my obligations, to earn my wage, and to go home, and not have to think about it till the next day. And there are people at my job who do a lot more. They do a lot more work for the company, um, and they do a lot more without getting any recognition or any extra pay out of it. They they work harder than I do, right? And they look down on me and you know disagree with the way that I, I i do my job because they they take more pride in their work they take more pride in the company that they work for to me it's just a job like it's a job i i need to pay to support myself to support my partner to to um you know pay for my flat pay my bills pay for my car pay for magic you know like i do these things i do these things i have to so I, I do what i need to to earn my age so i can do those things yeah I don't care about my job, right? Like, I don't, I'm not doing it. I'm not. I mean, I, I I enjoy it sometimes. Sometimes it's the worst job I've ever had. Like, but 
does that mean I shouldn't have my job, right? Like, or that I it's wrong that they've employed me because I don't care enough about uh, as much about the job as someone else who cares more about the job. Yeah, of course like, not. No, not at all. Like that's semi It's Like he doesn't care about the job. Or maybe I think he genuinely I do think he does. But if he doesn't care about the job, then that doesn't matter because he's doing the job. Yeah. Um, and he's still engaging. And like, there's a lot of like, you know capitalism consumerism how all this is absolutely awful and the demise of society but i'm not going to get into that <laughs> you can follow me on twitter for that um but like just because I, I mean like i wish everyone cared about as much about magic as i do as we do as you do like as most of my friends do as, as most content creators that i enjoy as people like pleasant kenobi and wedge do i wish people cared about magic as much as that and got excited about everything about art and about you know, playing cards, about shuffling cards, about sitting across from a player and meeting them and going to a GP and buying all these cards and seeing cosplayers and all that stuff. I, I wish that was how everyone interacts with the magic, but some people don't. And, and Sabitz happens to be one of those people. But like, he's not, it's clearly not what was the coast value. Yeah. Right? Like, I mean, they value it. Like, I'm not saying they value it, but in terms of the MPL specifically and the people they employ for the MPL, they don't care about, they don't care about employing people to promote the art and the lore and the flavor and it's like, you know, talking about all the cool things about Magic and, and playing casual formats and stuff. Like, they sponsor, like, I mean, they sponsor uh, Game Nights from the Command Zone, right? Like, yeah, they yeah. specifically sponsor that content. But in terms of the MPL, they care about getting eyes on the game, they care about getting eyes on Arena, they care about getting eyes on Standard and promoting it to people that might not have seen it before. Um, Sabitz is doing that. Maybe he's not doing it enough because, you know, 21 days without streaming Magic while also streaming stuff like Auto Chess is kind of crappy. Um, and, like, I, the thing is as well, like, I, I share your concerns. Like, I, I to a certain extent, I share the concerns of Matt Sperling, which is it, not something I thought I'd say. Um, but I don't think he's, like, doing anything immoral. I don't think he's doing anything wrong. I don't think he's stealing from the community. I don't think he's doing a hit and run. But I understand the concerns that are there. But, <laughs> yeah. but like, that doesn't matter. Like, the fact that I don't like what he's doing doesn't mean he should stop doing it or should not be allowed to do it because yeah. he's performing his he's performing his obligations. Agreed. Like, I, I fully agree with that. Like, it, you know, like, like I said, like objectively, what he, what he's doing or, or not doing is is absolutely fine. Mm-hmm. But as as somebody who is is as 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 entrenched, I guess, um, yeah, it just I don't know, it just stings a bit, you know. No, it sucks. Yeah, I agree. Like <laughs> this man, this man is being paid, like you know, uh, oh, I'm not gonna want to talk specifics. Um, a lot more money than I earn. Two, seemingly in terms of doing his job that is paid seventy thousand dollars a year, less work than I do, and like has a whole and I sound kind of entitled and and, and kind of crappy saying what saying that stuff, but you know what I mean. Like, yeah. I can understand that point of view where where like this band's been paid a lot more money to do things that other people have made. So like you know, people like Huey are doing a lot more work for their NPL slot. Um, people like Autumn are doing a lot more work for their NPL slot. People like LSV are doing a lot more work for an, an NPL slot he doesn't have. <laughs> like, you know, but he's doing more work than Zavitz in terms of promoting magic, but he's not in the NPL. And uh, that, that sucks. Like that, but also like, that's not, we can't just be like, well, you should do more work. You should earn your position because you're doing your job. And I think it, it really does smack of like this sort of Uber, capitalists sort of you should do more work to promote this like no absolutely not he's doing his job like because his job happens to matter to me doesn't mean that he should do it in the way that i want he's doing his job and i i, I it, it does get a little and I, like yeah I, I also think it sucks i agree with you completely on why everything you're saying but it does kind of there's, there's this layer of sort of capitalist intent like you should be doing the job more and you should be doing more for your money and and you should want to do this and and this is a privilege to do this job it's like it's not it's just a job yeah it's just a goddamn job and he's doing it and i i I have no qualms from that since in terms of looking at objectively from a not seeming like a weird right-wing person i am fine with it in terms of person that cares very deeply about magic and wants it to be the best game and i i I think all people should love magic to the fullest extent they can yeah and i mean interact with magic how you want if you just want to play vintage and just crush people or you just want to play standard and just win some tournaments and win some money whatever sure but i i wish that everyone interacts with the magic the way that i do and like loved playing commander or like foiling out decks and stuff like that but they don't and that, that it does suck that someone is being paid that much money and getting that much representation and that much promotion who doesn't feel that way feel the way that we do yeah you know where's his where's his hour of devastation podcast that he just does <laughs> on, a, on a monday night to to chat about magic with a, with a good friend like you know <laughs> i mean sure sure yeah i understand yeah. things it, it's i mean it is it's objectively it's fine 
mm-hmm. he's well within his right to do what he does. Uh, this, you know, there's no breach of contract. There's, you know, I'm, I'm, I don't know how happy was the co-star with the situation, but he's clearly not breaking the rules as they currently stand. So that's it's fine. I guess I guess he can just continue as he is. Um, yeah. But I think at the end of the day, any. Any issue, I guess, really is in the hands of Wizards of the Coast. Like they were the ones who have provided them with with this contract. Um, they were the ones who have defined or, or not defined, as it were, like what exactly the MPL is or isn't. They, you know, they're they're kind of the ones, the want of a better term, that who are at fault at the end of the day. Absolutely, that's 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 the way to think to think about it. It's like, well, surely we should be angry at Wizards for sort of not defining it and giving not giving away but providing this contract and this job to someone yeah who doesn't seem from our point of view to be qualified for the position yeah um i mean joe you know what it all comes back to right what? eat the mpl yeah exactly exactly the mpl the mpl i mean in the way that he's he's performing in the way that you know it seems like he's interacting with his job or performing his job is it's eat the billionaires right eat yeah. the mpl sure <laughs> is it <laughs> Is it, uh, just a, a, a side note here. Did you see mm. um, Jess Estefan's tweet on uh, on Saturday morning? <laughs> yeah, you are what you eat. <laughs> yeah, it's really good. Was, um, uh, yeah, yeah, it's great. Um, yeah, it sure it feels bad, but you know, roughly this time last year, we were aware that there was going to be something of a big change to the Magic professional pro system or whatever and then not too long after that we found out the members of the MPL and you know we're, we're almost seven months into the, year, into the year now and we still don't actually know what the MPL is no, I think I, that's I, just the biggest problem in this this whole thing, really. Wizards of the Coast, just need, like I just wish they were like they're not transparent. They need to be transparent about it and just just come out and say, "Oh, hey, this 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 is what the MPL is." Um, you know, <clears> just like they just gave us that. Like, I don't think there would be a problem. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's it's the thing. It's 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 the, um, the it's unfortunate it. sort sort of um, dissonance between. Them being incredibly transparent, incredibly open, incredibly um, discursive about the actual designing of the game, the designing of the cards, the sets, the flavor, the art, all of this stuff—they're they're great and like they promote all this stuff and they talk about it and it's really interesting. And we want to know about designing cards, the design process, why this card was here, like the fact that this card was designed ten years ago and now it's in a current standard set because they found a place for it. Like Mark Rosewater's panel at Magic Fest London, yeah. all of this excellent stuff. And it's it's that annoying sort of we know so much about this side and then we know nothing about this side, yeah. Or we know some things about this side and then some of it's contradicted with the other bits and then some of it changes without any announcements and then they announce an announcement for an announcement and it's it's that that's that's quite I don't know annoying tiresome frustrating you know? I think yeah frustrating that's that's the word um <laughs> it's really yeah it really is it really is. I don't know. Thank you for letting me go on my rant. No, no, it's it's, it's much appreciated. Um, I, yeah, I think yeah. the I, I don't know. Like they, they said very much. Like towards the end of last year, they, they said that twenty nineteen was going to be a a transitional year for Magic, and it 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 completely is right. Like yeah, I, but I, transition I think to where? <laughs> that's it. I, I think if we're if we if we keep that in mind as as in like that's that's a thing that that that's what this year is going to be then surely that means that you know twenty twenty is going to look completely different again and I, mm-hmm. I hope I hope they learn from the mistakes that they've that I, I generally do think that they've been making this year so far yeah it's um, I don't know man it's it's, it's, yeah, all, it's, all I, it's just it's just a, such a shame to see like you know like it on one hand like the MPL thing is really cool and like the fact that we've got this like Red Bull untapped thing now is awesome like you've got like actual sponsors wanting to see what magic is and, and know what magic is and get involved and host their own tournaments separate from Wizards like that's really cool that's like mm-hmm. that's the dream right that's that's what we want for magic that's the consumerist nightmare, yes. Yeah, absolutely. It's 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 what we, you know. We want magic to be this this massive, unstoppable juggernaut that's probably never going to go away. No, I want it to be this niche thing that only me and a couple of my friends like, and we get to be really nerdy about this thing that no one else likes. That's sure, why I want. Sure. That's why I want. <laughs> what, what, what magic deserves is. I mean, I'm sure that's what most, <laughs> most magic players want at the end of the day. To be honest, 
Oh yeah, it's, it's why women aren't allowed to play magic because they're 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 not they're not the the weird greasy nerdy men who don't use deodorant that that really you know, love this game and they care about it. They're they're women who you know do girly things. And sure, sure. I want to make sure the sarcasm comes across on that because Jesus Christ, it doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> A massive contradiction to everything I've ever said in this podcast. Before. Um, yeah, so yeah, I think it is. It's really cool that we have that, but it for me it's it's I know I know for a lot of players as well it's it's really horrible seeing like the downside of that is that you know we completely gut what what professional or i guess what pro path there was like there's there's still no clear you know seven months in the air there's still no no clear kind of route to the mpl there's still no clear route to like mythic championships like there's there's a clear route to qualify for the next one but there's no way to kind of like stay on that train once you're already there nope it's yeah it's it's such a shame seeing like there, there was there was a fantastic organized play system it was wasn't perfect it certainly had flaws but it was a great system that lasted you know 20 years better than this but yeah better than whatever whatever we have now like if anything this is so, why we just play this is why we just play commander I don't this is why this is why I just play vintage on magic online well, this is the thing. This is why we just play the magic that we like, right? This is yeah, why we play Commander sure. or Cube or Jam Legacy games with our group of friends, and this is why we do these things yeah. because we enjoy magic. And I mean, for me personally, the in terms of someone that's interested in magic and and, and has a vested interest in a number of pros and a number of magic personalities, then you know I care about these things. But in terms of my interaction with actual playing magic, then this is very unimportant to me. I think. Yeah. It's important for the game. It's important for the game I love. But in terms of I get to go and play my EDH deck with some friends and drink some pop like you know it's it's i'm still gonna be okay and i'm still gonna enjoy magic and, and this is just an unfortunate you know the other side yeah. i guess um yeah i don't know hopefully it'll sort itself out i still have faith in wizards for some reason so because they do it like i said they do everything else so excellently it's just this this like this you know pro bit this competitive bit that's just seems to be all up in the air yeah, I don't know. I'd like, yeah, I'd, I'd re- yeah, I'd, I'd really like to think that they're that they've got a plan, but it just doesn't seem that way at all. It's really sad. No, it just seems like they had a fledgling thing, and they thought, oh, well, okay, well, if we flash this out, this will be great, and this will be a good thing. And I, I genuinely think there is a, there is a version of the MPL, and it might look very different to this, but there's a version of the MPL that would be very good for Magic and would work. Yeah, agreed. But this one has just, it's had so many changes, it's had people leave, it's had people have to be added, it's not been fully fleshed out. It's. I don't think some of it's had enough funding or enough promotion. Um, I don't think it's run by a company who know what they're doing. Yeah. In terms of this stuff, and it's just that's what's left it floundering. Like, I mean, also you've got to think about like we're trying to be on the same stage as like Hearthstone or League of Legends or anything. Yeah. And they've had many years to cultivate this esports thing. Yeah. They didn't just so. be. They didn't just decide to become an esports behemoth, and then it happened, which it feels like what's what what Magic's trying to do just become this like we're here now we're as big as Hearthstone we're, we're important we matter pay attention to us as well or instead of and then it's just like well no you need to work for it because yeah. you've worked so many years crafting this excellent game and creating this following among people to play magic tournaments and, and go to magic fests and all this stuff you can't just cultivate an online fan base overnight and when I say overnight I mean like over a year that just doesn't that doesn't seem feasible that doesn't happen yeah it's so, yeah it's it, it's a topic that I feel like it's 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 quite difficult to talk about because because mm-hmm. it's it's a very emotional thing, right, for a lot of people that are invested in in the game in all sorts of aspects of the game, and it's something we all love, and it's something that it that it was familiar, wasn't it? Like it was always like it was always there. Like the pro club was always there. Pro points were a thing. You, you knew you know, you got your PPTQs, you got your 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 GPs, your pro tour. You've got your path. You can whatever, and then. For that whole thing just to kind of disappear overnight, essentially, uh, yep. just, yeah, it doesn't feel it, good. It feels less like something to aspire to because I mean, I mean, I've kind of got to remember, like I've only played Magic for what, six years, yeah, um, and it's already become my life. <laughs> um, <laughs> but like, you know, there are always those things, and the Pro Tour felt attainable even when I was playing. Like when I just started playing, I played like a year, and I started like traveling to events and stuff, like it felt attainable yeah but now it just seems like especially when you live in europe um and the uk or like australia unless you're exactly just as the fun 
or places like that, it just feels so, it just feels unattainable. It feels impossible. Um, and I mean, I, that's not what I'm, I'm about anymore. But there was a certain time where I was like, okay, my golden magic is to make the Pro Tour. Or like, you know, to chain some GPs or like actually make some money off it. But yeah. I mean, now it's very much to have a good time and play the best magic I can and just enjoy it. But uh, at a time, it definitely was that and it felt attainable. I felt like, okay, I go to this PTQ, right? I, try, I, I, I practice for this PTQ and I, I know what I'm doing. And, and, and then, you know, that leads to certain places. And, but then I have a full-time job and a partner and all that stuff. So and I, I, I think I enjoy that more. But I say I think I definitely do. Jesus, <laughs> that was a horrible thing to say. Um, but yeah, like it just doesn't. It, how am I meant to qualify for the Pro Tour now? Yeah, you just not. Like you could, you could I just like. Can't. Yeah, like you, you just can't. At the end of the day, or like you could an MCQ, but I'm not good enough for that because I don't have the time. Yeah, you could either you could you could spike an MCQ or you could uh, take a month off work and sit and play arena in your pants all day every day. Uh, no thanks. I mean, if I could afford to do that, it sounds like. Like, no, that's great fun, like, to be honest, but it's just, yeah. Yeah. First of all, I can't afford to do that. Second, I don't think I want to. That doesn't seem like the kind of. That's not. This is why I didn't like video games. This is why I never got into playing proper video games or like playing um, like MMOs. Like, I played MMOs when I was a kid, but like RuneScape, yeah. right? Um, and like a brief flirtation with WoW. But like, this is why I didn't. Because that, well, that wasn't the kind of thing I enjoyed. It's why I picked up Magic quite late because I associated with all of that. Like, I didn't want to just sit by myself and play some games. And like, obviously, there's community online, whatever. But I, the reason Magic has stuck with me is because I wanted to go to a place, play with people, make some friends, have some good social interactions, have a tactile thing to actually do, not just sit on my computer. It's why I don't, I don't have a games console. Like the last games console I owned was a PS3 when it first came out. I don't have a good computer for playing games. I can barely run Arena on my laptop. It's because that's not what what I'm interested in. And, yeah. and the fact that that's my most sort of I don't know that's the most viable way to play good magic is just like alright I'll play arena because I like to draft and whatever but that's not what I'm about I don't play video games I'm not a video game player um, so that that method just I, I have no interest in that's why I chose magic not I don't know league or overwatch or whatever people are actually playing what are people playing what do people play on video games now uh, Fortnite and auto chess right Fortnite and auto chess I have never played either of those games yeah same. are they good I I mean, they're popular. Children and sponsors like it, so that that's it, isn't it? Oh, I've just started. I've just realised how much of a hipster I sound. <laughs> uh, I don't play Fortnite. I play Magic the Gathering. Um. Yeah, I mean, I mean, that's not that's not enticing to me. Jesus, I don't want to sit in my pants and do that. If I'm going to sit in my pants, I'll be eating like ice cream or something. <laughs> like actually enjoying myself. Yeah, it's uh, it's a strange a strange time we're living in for for competitive magic and. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I think like as long as as long as Magic Online is a thing, I can I think I can play that. I'll be happy enough to do that. Mm-hmm. I'm slowly but surely building a cube that I'm happy with. So hey, that's cool. Sweet. So yeah, yeah. I mean, as, as long as I have a group of friends who will play Commander with me and draft, like I'm I'm down. And like yeah. we, we, like Birmingham has now started to cultivate a fairly healthy legacy scene. Yeah, there's always games to play and stuff like that. So as long as I've got this, like. There's no way the cards are going to stop being printed, so screw it. <laughs> I, still, I still love magic. It's fine. Yeah, definitely. Awesome. So I think that's pretty much all we have time for. Uh, again, once once again this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you want to get in touch with us and tell us how you feel about the MPL or competitive magic or esports or uh, or savites, I guess, um, come at us on Twitter. You can get us on at uh, hfdcast on facebook.com slash hfdcast or you can come at me on my personal social media um, at peachgardenoaf that is oaf with an f uh, or on facebook I'm Joe Loudon you'll find me pretty much any of the magic groups just come say hi I won't bite are you sure? Uh, 90, 90% sure I see a lot of like you know low key trolling from you a lot of the time on facebook yeah. groups <laughs> yeah I'm not going to deny that um, yeah you can follow me on twitter at snail69 nice now so we have something exciting i guess to announce yeah go for it so we've decided uh after over a year <laughs> of producing this podcast to, to run a competition yeah um i think it's a pretty cool one I'm, I'm a fan right so with modern horizons caring about creature types there's a lot of changelings slivers are important they it's are. a big legendary creature that, that cares about you know changelings and, and, and shapeshift and, and you can play whatever tribe you want we're going to run a competition to name the best combination of creature types Yep. So, sort of like a race, and then like a class or a job, right? So, like human soldier, orc warrior, elf druid, such and such. What's the best or funniest combination of those two things? 
Now, I think this competition has already been won by you, Joe. I've got a few good ones. Based on the one that you uh, that you told me, but what is the best combination of things? So, like a like a, a race of of creature, so you know, human, yeah, and then like a job. What's the funniest combination? And we will pick um, a winner from those. So, uh, we'll put po- a post on Facebook and on Twitter, um, and you have to be following either of those accounts based on the one you comment on so if you comment on Facebook you have to be liking us on Facebook yeah. if you comment on the Twitter post you have to be following us on Twitter uh, and comment there and we will pick um, the one we enjoy the most the one, we, the one that's funniest maybe the cleverest um, and the prize for that competition will be a uh, playset of Unsettled Mariner yeah from Modern Horizons which is the, the Changeling see theme theme the shapeshifter creature which I actually think is actually very good in modern I, in yeah science. I think it's great um, and a copy of Morophon the Boundless, nice, which is the commander, the commander version. So you get you get both. You get to choose which one do you like, competitive or do you like commander. So those will be the, those will be the um, the prizes. Um, I think that's a pretty good prize, right? Yeah, I think I think so. I it's hope a very so. flavorful prize. Yeah, I like I like it. So yeah, the best the best creature type. So um, follow us on Twitter, follow us on Facebook, and comment on the post that we'll make there once this once this episode goes live. Yeah. Sick. Awesome. So that is pretty much all we have time for this week. Uh, once again, we are approaching the second hour for the second time. <laughs> the God Pharaoh has returned, so we'll see you again next week on Our Devastation.